the mic episode. Okay. All right. Okay. So are we ready? Yes, sir. All right. Welcome back to the CCWSA podcast. I am Mike Darter in Oklahoma City, and we got a panel here today, right, Stan? We do. We do. I'm Stan Campbell. You know his uh, partner in crime. He's he's a Batman to my Robin. <laughs> and we are here it's been a long time since we've been on you know because of pandemic and a lot of growth and everything that we got going on yep. but you know um we're about to start something new and we want to introduce a couple of guests some you know one that you actually do know which is um rob high that works with us you know our use of force expert and the man up there, the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Naiman of Firing Line Radio Show. The myth, mostly. Uh, yeah, mo- mostly myth, but uh, he, Phil is great. You know, um, I've been on his show many times. I've guest hosted, you know, sometimes, you know, or, or co-hosted with him. Uh, great show out of, uh, no, well, wow, San, San Bernardino is where you guys are out of. Um, but um, great show, um, really strong on on two A topics and concealed carry, um, and you know we are here today. You know um, this is called the Pass the Mic episode, and there's a reason for that. You know Mike and I, um, with the growth of CCW Safe, and uh, really from mostly you guys, you know sending in um, suggestions on on, on what you want to see in our podcast, uh, we, we actually take that under consideration uh, and we listen to you. And a, a lot of our members wanted us to, especially, you know, through the pandemic and the beginning of uh, 2021, you guys reached out to us talking about, you really want us to kind of deal with some of these hot topics that, you know, we often, we don't avoid them, but, you know, we, we, we don't spend a lot of time with them because, you know, as you know, when we, um, dude, you know, any, any of our content is, is based on making you your own, uh, your own risk manager. You know, you know, we want you guys to learn from the mistakes of others, the challenges of others, you know, so that you don't make the same mistakes and get yourself, you know, in trouble. The reason why we do, you know, um, you know, the podcasts and the articles from Sean Vincent and Don West, um, the, you know, we always, you know, stay home where we know we have experience with police matters and emergencies and, you know, um, use of force. And, and, you know, we, we always hit home de-escalation and avoidance, you know, that is really the foundation of, of everything, you know, um, making you pulling the trigger, your last resort. So these are a lot of the things that, that we push and, you know, for that reason, you know, we, we made a decision, um, administrative decision to, you know, launch the new CCW podcast uh, with, with, with two new hosts. So Mike and I will be stepping away. Unfortunately, we love you guys. We know you're used to hearing about all of the, the, the things that we do. And, um, you know, we love sharing stuff about Mama Mona and, you know, you know, all the stuff she goes through. And then, Mike and you know his worldly travels and everything and 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 we still gonna have, we're gonna talk about some of that stuff today because he has been through some things, uh, but um, but um, we really decided to you know step away from what we were doing with you guys and move more into you know something that helps you also you know get through the, your day to day questions about what's happening in the Second Amendment and you know and use of force, uh, and that's one of the reasons why we we, we chose to. 
I mean, Phil is really one of the best in the industry. Uh, we chose a partner with Phil from Fire and Line Radio Show. We're going to kind of introduce him and let him talk about himself a little bit. But, um, you know, we, we, we partnered with him, but we decided to make it so that he and Rob co-host so that we have an expert to kind of break down, you know, some things that Phil would not know. So, mm -hmm. you know, Phil is in the know when it comes down to the news and and he has, you know, strong opinions. And, you know, um, um, he's, he's really aligned with a, a lot of our, our membership group. And then Rob, you know, he, he keeps it home um, and, and we'll be able to answer any of Phil's questions. And then we'll, we'll break down kind of how the format's on the go later. But real quick, before we, um, before we jump into Phil and, and his true introduction, um, I want to pass it over to Mike because uh, I, I like to hear about what Mike's been going, what Mike's been doing for the past several months. Yeah, and one of the biggest things is is consistency with this podcast. You know, we want to be able to, to have this consistent for you guys. And and like, like Stan said, we've worked with Phil long enough. Uh, we've worked him for several years now. And uh, I think you guys are really going to like Phil, what, what he's going to be able to bring, because he's going to be able to bring something that we didn't have before, talking about news and current events and, and things uh, in a way that's going to keep it, you know, um, it's going to keep it relevant to you guys as CCW safe members. And like Stan said, with, with having Rob there, um, you know, Rob is full-time with us now. He's, he's a, a certified court ex, a certified expert in use of force. So um, the consistency and having these two is going to be awesome uh, for the show. So, and we look forward to getting this to roll. We've been working on this for a while. So, yes, sir. yeah, it's been good, but yeah, we've had a lot going on with CCW safe, uh, man. It's just been this last year has been crazy for everyone. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll probably get in, we may get into that, some of that today, but man, uh, it, it's, it's a whole different world than, than it was last time we did this show probably. Absolutely. And then, you know, he's trying to get away from what he normally does for us, which talks about, you know, Mike is a man of the world and he just got back from a great, uh, oh, yeah, it's a great, great trip. So tell us about the trip because this is, oh, man, it was awesome. I went to uh, Guadalupe Island in Mexico and mm. photographed great whites and I've got one up behind me on, on the TV, but yeah, it's, it was an amazing trip. Um, I was in a cage for three days. I think the last day, man, I was underwater probably eight hours, which is probably, probably not too good for you. But, <laughs> but it was awesome. We had, at one time, we had six great whites in the water. These things <clears throat> were 16 feet, average 15, 16 feet long, uh, about 2,000 pounds each. And, uh, man, oh, I should be able to play that video. So I got a video. <laughs> you saw the video, right, hitting our cage. So, yeah. I was so. If you don't know, you should know. Already, I'm I'm blind in my left eye, right? So I only got yeah, one yeah. eye. So my yeah. right eye. So I had a shark going right across the cage, and I was photographing it. And they had these about 18 inch windows. You can lean out. You can put the camera out <laughs> and shoot. So I was leaning out, shooting it right, and all of a sudden our cage just started shaking. I got hit by a car, and I look. <laughs> I turn around, look up, and there is a shark's mouth in the cage his nose is in the cage and what happens he was going after the tuna and when you know when they when they decide to go they go <clears throat> and they roll their eyes back they close their eyes or they roll them back i can't remember which one 
<clears throat> but they go, so they can't see what they're. So you hit that tune and, and they breach. So they were actually breaching the surface, you know, jumping up out of the water, coming back down. And when he came back down, he came right into our cage. And oh my God. The video, you could tell, I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> you know, uh, but it was fun. It was, it was a cool trip. You're going with me next year, Stan. Good times. Yeah, good times. yeah, yeah good you times. know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to go with him next year. Like, like Stan, I'm, like I self-proclaimed tough guy. But I'll run from a pit bull, so <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna try to go with Mike next year. You know, just you know, push through my fear, oh, you yeah. know, um, and and then really get in. But not not eight hours. But I'm I'm good for about you know, thirty minutes. I, I, I bet you'd be surprised once you get under there how, how, how fun it is, and you know, you get close to these things, and they're not, they're not they're not like aggressive. You know, the month before that, I was with uh, you know brown bears up in Alaska that were, you know, probably. 800 pound plus brown bears and uh you know as long as you know the you know it's kind of like when we talk about things with with uh concealed carry as long as you know mm -hmm. what is around you and what the behaviors are what to you know and you have to know the history too of, of like you can't go like you can't go up into colorado or utah or not utah wyoming or montana and be around grizzly bears like you can be in Alaska is a totally different deal. Um, you have to know the history, you know, you have to know, and that's kind of, you know, same thing we talk about with concealed carry about knowing location, about knowing, mm, you know, knowing your environment. Yeah. Knowing your environment. So mm -hmm. once you know that, once you understand that and you understand what you can and can't do with these animals, it becomes fun at that point. So yeah. you're going to have yeah, to get I, I was in a, I was in Alaska last month oh, uh, yeah. on a hunt and somebody had taken an animal way up on the hill we could see some stuff and there was two young grizzly bears and they're the way they move they just they're bounding up the hill bounding up this 45 60 degree hill just like they're running up it right and they were parallel to this carcass and when they got even with it with the wind they turned and sprinted towards it so i wow. mean there's two grizzly bears we're watching them i was had my binoculars on sprinting right at this uh this dull sheepskin that was up there and they just go and attack it well three days later when i'm hiking down off the mountain and have all this meat on my back i just have this vision in my head that <laughs> they're just going to be downwind somewhere and all of a sudden i have two or three grizzly just charging at me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, Phil, I was in i was in montana last year i think it was last last season uh around the rut last year there was a, a guide that was guiding a hunter up in near it was around Jacksonville wasn't in Jacksonville but it was close and they got and and the the guide actually got killed but they uh they took an elk and by the time they got there I think they actually went up the next morning um but two bears came full bore running at them and the guide turned around and just had enough time to get his hands up and, you know, start kind of yelling at the bear and got hit full speed. And it was oh, actually, wow. it was a, there was a big investigation on it and I was able to see the, see the reports on it. And uh, one of the interesting things from that report was they were coming out they, they were talking about how guns don't do anything about against bears, but bear spray does that bear spray works. 
And this guy, what happened was the, how they determined that was he, he had a Glock, I think in a shoulder holster, he took it off and hung it down when they started to cut the meat, hung it on a tree right there and had his bear spray there. Well, by the time he turned and those bears were already on him, he didn't have enough time to get to it. He got attacked, got mauled. And what actually stopped the attack, and they found this out later because they did find the bear. And I don't, I think they took the bear. I can't, I can't remember if they killed the bear or not. I think they did, but they, they had evidence that he had bear spray all over him. And that's what stopped the attack. And they knew that the attack had stopped because the guy did, the guy, the guide who got killed, the other, the hunter took off, got on a horse and took off. But the guide had made it from, the spot of the attack about I think 50 yards or so before he finally collapsed and there was no mm. sign of struggle. So once he engaged the bear spray, then the bear took off, but mm. they, and they were talking about how, you know, guns really don't do anything against bears, but bears pistols. No. no. So no. yeah, right, right, right. We were in uh, so the last night on this trip in Alaska, uh, we were sitting in camp we, we couldn't get flown out that day because of the wind i mean when you go to alaska you're just at the mercy yeah. of everything and yeah. so we're there one extra night and we had to pack all this meat down off the hill through this canyon and at the bottom of that canyon just grizzly prints everywhere you know and again i'm thinking he's oh, he's coming in um and of course i was the last one my guides are way ahead of me and i'm trugging with 130 pounds of dinner on my back and uh so anyway, we're, we're at camp and I pointed back to that canyon and I said to the guys, I said, you know, that grizzly's going to come down here this evening and I'm just going to shoot him from camp. And they're like, yeah, sure. 30 minutes later, there's the bear, right? And so we, we got over there and, and you want to talk about the difference in toughness in an animal. And I've shot a lot of animals. I've hunted for 40 years. That's why you shoot a lot of animals. But this is the first grizzly bear I'd taken. He took four lethal shots. Each one of those was a, a mortal. No, we had to, uh, you know, it, it took four. Normally, uh -huh. you know, one shot on an animal and you're done. It took four. He was hit five times or he was hit six times, but four of them were lethal shots um, that should have killed him immediately. Nope. No, it was, yeah, those, uh, well, they're, this was a high powered rifle, not a pistol high-powered rifle with over 3,000 foot-pounds of energy. You know, I mean, it, like I said, it, elk, elk go down immediately, deer go down immediately, grizzly. It just makes them really, really mad. They, yeah. they're, not, they're not nice. I mean, that's what I came away with is, oh, my goodness, it's how tough a grizzly bear was. I would never want to think of trying to take one with a Glock 21. No, no. <laughs> I, I heard a story from Frank uh, from – uh, Luke Franey, who he was an ATF agent that we used, we all probably had worked with in the past, but he lives in Colorado now. And he was telling me about a story about a guy. He, he was out. I remember what he was hunting. He had a shotgun and he got attacked by a bear and it, he turned around. He had enough time to just kind of go to the ground with his shotgun. And he went to the ground. When he went to the ground, he, he got one round off and it like took the whole bears like right side of his neck Kind of, kind of went right as right as the neck and, and got his carotid. So the bear actually bled out almost on top of the guy. 
But uh, two minutes when later, he, when he landed on the shotgun, when that bear landed on the shotgun, the, it bent the barrel. The barrel wow. was bent when they when when the Rangers got there. Yeah, those things are huge. And there's, you know, that's one thing where I go up into Katmai, they've never been hunted. Now, right across at Kodiak, they've been hunted. So bears in Katmai, you know, you have to know the history of the area and, and even the individual bears. Because even, even in Katmai, uh, you know, the, in, um, uh, God, I can't, King Salmon. In King Salmon, Alaska, uh, you know, they will pepper bears that get too close to houses. So they'll pepper them with shotguns. And, um, you know, those bears even act differently, of course, than any, than any that are out in the wild, like in Katmai or Lake Clark. Because Katmai and Lake Clark, they've never been hunted. There's no – so you can literally walk almost right up to the bears. I mean, you, you don't walk right up to the bears. but You – I can walk right up to the bears. Stan and I will be right back here <laughs> filming it. Listen, this is, this is not even a black conversation. I, I was going to stay quiet. But uh, just to bring this back to what, um, you know, because all these stories, you know, you know, regardless of what we're talking about, you know, um, you know, can, can be brought back to your world. And I'm talking to the audience. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, dealing with a, a person that has either some type of intoxicant on, on board, you know, um, you know, um, drugs or, you know, um, they're intentional with, with something with just being, you know, a psychologically uh, challenged, um, you know, when you, when you have to use deadly force or you're forced to defend yourself, uh, understand that your, your one shot may not be enough. You know, we're talking about the bears. Um, I mean, but the motivation of a human is, is still the same. You know, a lot of people think because of, uh, you know, TV we're, and movies that we're, we're kind of, uh, uh, we're kind of conditioned to believe that, you know, one or two shots may be enough. And, and, and many times it's not, you know, you have to shoot until the threat has stopped, you know, because these people can still be motivated. There's a, there's a, there's a really, I, I say great, it's unfortunate, but there's a, a couple of uh, new um, viral videos out there showing some police officers having to deal with. A man with a knife and um you know this could be you but you know they're, they're trying to shoot him you know a lot of people talk about hey shoot him in the arm shoot him in the leg that's not that, that's not the thing um but but even fatal shots just like phil was talking a little while ago it doesn't have to be a bear we're talking about humans will actually continue on and and bring the fight to you so you guys have to consider that and also a side note being that they were talking about animals uh remember as well that you know we do cover vicious um vicious dog attacks as well uh, on humans. So if you are being attacked by some vicious uh, dog, you know, we, we actually cover that as well. If you have to use your firearm to defend yourself. But anyway, that's bringing it back to you guys. Yeah. Um, next, as we move on, you know, cause Phil, I mean, you, you see he's a hunter. We, we at least know Phil's a hunter right now, but um, we're gonna, we're gonna get or, into- Or I was wandering in Alaska with a rifle for no particular reason, yes. I mean, he's- He's at least a, 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 a meat a meat hauler, so we'll call him that. A packer, but yeah. uh, he's a packer. He's a packer. So Phil, Naaman, who are you? Give, give us a history on you, um, and then right in the, and following that, you know, tell us about the Firing Line Radio Show, why you did it, um, what it's about, and because it's still going to be active. You know, you guys check him out. But uh, who is Phil Naaman? Talk to us. Well, you know, I grew up in Southern California. Um, well, 
I've gotten old in Southern California. I've never really grown up as Stan knows. But um, I think my teenage years, my mom, God bless her, was absolutely anti-gun, still is. So when I was 15 years old, about half a mile from my house, a gun store opened up. So for a teenage rebellion, I went and got a job at the gun store. And uh, it was a great, great place. As a matter of fact, the owner of that store and I are still very good friends. Um, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the Second Amendment. I learned about firearms. I learned about respect for firearms. You know, this was back in the day when all the cases had Colt Pythons in them and, you know, Model 29s. It was just beautiful pistols and nice Winchester Model 70s on the wall. It was, it was a great time, and I learned a lot. So my high school years, I worked in a gun store. Mm. And, you know, my mom was still anti-gun. So on my 18th birthday, I bought my first firearm. Because uh, that's as it was a my hunting rifle, and because that was the very earliest I could do it. So that's my background. Was I, I got into hunting by meeting this guy and and just had a great time and started shooting. Um, my life took off in different ways. And uh, about nine years ago, um, I was approached by the radio station. I was doing some other work with them. I was approached by the radio station and they asked me if I wanted to do a, another show. And I said, I'd like to do one on the second amendment and firearms because we don't have that out here. You have motor talk, you have tech talk, but we don't have anything about guns in Southern California on the airwaves. So we started that and CCW safe came on and was one of the early sponsors on that show, which has kept it on the air. So we do a lot of uh, advocacy for the second amendment. We have the California rifle and pistol association on, we have legislators on, we have gun manufacturers on, we have gear guys. We have it, the fun part about the show for me is I get to design, you know, I, I talk to who I want to talk to about what I want to talk about. And I try and keep it mixed up between pistol shooting and CCW and, you know, the, the legal responsibilities you have and Hey, here's something new over here and here's a competition and you're just mixing it all up. So it's not the same thing every single week. I am told I talk too much about ballistic coefficients, but I, I do try and keep that down a bit. So uh, we've been doing that for nine years now, Stan. And it's awesome. Uh, once a week, the uh, radio show, you can get the podcasts at firinglineradio.com. Uh, I've begun filming all of our episodes now. So at gab.com forward slash firinglineradio, uh, we have all of those, uh, like this will be up there also. And, you know, we, we have a big presence on Facebook, but we're trying to move everybody to Gab because the writing's on the wall. Facebook mm -hmm. is going to, is very anti-Second Amendment. And one day we're going to wake up and not have access to it. It's happened to me twice. They've locked us out of our account. Mm -hmm. It's obvious, right? We need to move the people from Facebook to another platform. So for mm -hmm. my radio show, I've chosen gab.com. Nice. And there's a great picture of Stan on that website right now. Gab.com, forward slash Fireland Radio. There's Stan right there. Am I lying? Yeah, yeah. No, you're not lying. And, you know, uh, he, he, de he decided to put, put the shot where the light is like beaming off my bald head. So I don't know if he really likes me. Yo. I thought that was an inner glow. Uh, no, that was not. That was an outer glow. But I, I do appreciate all that you do for me. You know, what, what you guys are going to find about, you know, Phil, uh, uh, he, he, has a, he, has a, he has a sense of humor. So he's going to 
he's going to say some things at times. Um, don't, don't tell on him. Don't send me no emails. But he's gonna say some things. But he's just playing. Please understand. That's that. that's the reason we got Rob there to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, yeah, just, you don't want my re, my use of force recommendations. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do not listen to Phil's recommendation on use of force. Only Rob. <laughs> but Phil's will be funny. Phil's are gonna be funny. But yeah, so it's gonna bring a different dynamic. We're really With the two angels on the shoulder, right? Yeah, you already know it's not it. But um, you guys are going to be really happy with Phil um, and kind of, you know, how, how he and Rob play off each other. Um, um, but once again, hey, Rob, because there's a lot of new, 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 uh, new members to CCW safe um, over this past year. Uh, can you kind of give a brief uh, description of what you, you've done in your life and experience? Uh, I can. Um, I have been involved in combat sports my whole life, um, from a little boy, even to current times. Um, I started with wrestling. I was a high school wrestling coach before I was a police officer. <clears throat> I was in an area that was blessed to have just amazing athletes. So we had great results. Um, when I became a police officer, uh, I was in the academy in 1995 when we had a, a horrible domestic terrorist incident in Oklahoma City with the Murrah bombing. Um, my academy class was actually activated, and that was the first call for service that I ever responded to. Mike and Stan were both part of that. Um, Gary Eastridge was our critical incident response uh, team manager, uh, was the homicide detective then. Um, so we all had experience with that incident. Um, but it was, instead of something that, that scared me, it was something that the, the community response to that was so overwhelming. Uh, I knew I was in the right place in the right spot. Um, I had a, he's still on actually, my, my brother was an officer before me. Uh, I did a little over 25 years. Um, during that time, I had the choice assignments that I'd always dreamed of. I, I started in patrol. <clears throat> I, I went and worked uh, uh, street crimes, kind of narcotics unit, uh, impact unit. I did that for a short while. Uh, I left that and went to be a, uh, an officer in the gang enforcement unit. Um, during that time, I was, I was getting instructor certifications, anything I could get get sent to any school I could go to. Um, I became a, you know, a law enforcement driver instructor. Uh, I was a firearms instructor. Um, so I, I taught firearms to police officers for about 23 years. Um, I still enjoy uh, shooting sports. I still enjoy training people. Um, with my wrestling background, I became involved with martial arts. Uh, I became a defensive tactics instructor. Um, it was something that, you know, people did the very best they could with what they had. Um, but our program was really lacking. And shortly after I got out of the academy, um, Stan actually took over that program 
and really started changing things. Mike was involved in that as well. Um, both of them made amazing improvements to the, the safety of officers and citizens. Um, we just did things a little cleaner, a little safer. Um, Stan ran that for a number of years. <clears throat> and when he promoted and became a, a lieutenant, uh, I came in behind him and I filled that spot. So we've both been the subject matter expert for uh, law enforcement use of force. Um, we've had that unique role of having to look at things like that with a critical eye. Um, Stan and I still, if there's something that hits the news that's really hot, you'll see us, uh, we, we jump on it immediately. I, if, if he knows about it before I do, uh, my phone rings and, he, and he's like, have you seen this yet? Uh, and we start hashing things out. Um, and we're just like everybody else. You know, your first initial reaction is based on emotion. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this looks horrible. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you get more of the story and you find out some of the things that are going on. There's so many factors that actually get looked at in uh, use of, uses of force, whether it's law enforcement or a civilian defending themselves or something like that. There's so many things that play into that. Um, and it's something that, that Phil and I'll do, like, like Mike and Stan were mentioning. Um, there's things out there that, that kind of hit us in the feels and we get really upset about, oh my gosh, this happened. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's normal. It's natural to have that emotional reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully what we're going to do is be able to bring in a little bit of, uh, how this is going to look, be looked at through the court systems and everything else. So we've, we've avoided a lot of things like this previously because people do become so emotional about them. Um, they'll get upset with us and go, I, I can't believe you're siding with this. And, you know, you're, you're basing this emotional reaction on very limited information. You don't really right. know everything that's going on. Um, we've seen things, Stan and I have seen things that's like, oh my goodness, this officer is going to prison. Yeah. And then by the time an investigation is completed and everything is, is hashed out, it's like, man, this, this officer really didn't have a choice. Um, yeah. So there, there's all kinds of things to, to look at like that. Um, yeah. No, before you, uh, hey, 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 Rob, before you go too, too far into that, um, real quick, we got about five minutes left. I want you to give, because um, you know, Mike talked about consistency, kind oh. of talk about how the show is going to be, you know, because Mike and I ran our show loose, but right. uh, give us some idea about how you and Phil are going to, you know, have, have your production. Okay. Um, we're going to go back to, uh, to uh, releasing these podcasts on Wednesdays again. Mm -hmm. uh, so that it's going to fall back in line with where we used to used to uh, put things out for for uh, your uh, you, you know, so you guys could could digest them. But uh, each week uh, we're going to kind of have a little bit different way we want to run with it. Um, we want to have a week every month that is kind of an open forum um, where we actually can get into some of these hot topics 
some of these news items that maybe they are the things that are kind of causing people to, to react emotionally. <clears throat> um, on another week, we're going to have featured guests uh, specifically related to, to uh, our members and what, what our, our wishes are. Um, so I want to carry, carry topics that are specifically re related to Second Amendment things, mm -hmm. concealed carry things, mm -hmm. maybe just some kind of current violent thing that's happened that's in the news. Um, mm -hmm. We want to go on another week and utilize uh, the experts that we have in-house. Um, so, uh, you know, we can have Stan back, we can have Mike back. We've got Don West on staff. You know, I, I mentioned Gary Eastridge earlier. Uh, Sean Vincent mm -hmm. uh, does a lot of research and writing for us. Uh, we'll do some things that with, with Sean. Um, and then we'd like to do an additional extra week in there where we uh, cover some things uh, from the legal end of it. Um, mm -hmm. Again, whether we're going to use uh, uh, legal yeah. experts that, that we have, uh, whether it's Don or other guys that, that we have access to, uh, mm -hmm. but it's, it's going to give you that other perspective coming from the courts. Um, and it's just, just going to kind of well round out the informations and things that are available to, to our members and subscribers. Awesome. Thank you. And um, so, yeah, guys, we're really looking forward to, you know, what, what Phil and, and Rob are going to bring to the table. Um, again, we're not abandoning you. I mean, th there will be times, even when they have experts on, you know, you might see a box where Mike or I jump on just to, you know, help with the interviews or, the, you know, give our perspective as well. Um, like I said, this is like some exciting times for us, you know, where we're, we're trying to give you guys what you're asking for. Um, but, um, Mike, you got, uh, anything before we get off? Nope. I'm looking forward to see what comes of this. It's going to yeah. be some good podcast. Yeah. No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> no Phil. pressure, Phil. Make it happen. Okay. <laughs> like if, if you guys don't like Phil. Uh, email Mike at ccwsave.com. <laughs> but I think it's going to be great. You know, like um, I'm, I'm, I really, I'm pumped about it. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've been looking to do this for a, a while, and you know, timing is everything. You know, you know, passing the mic is is really important. I mean, because this this um, just this organization built on Michael's, you know, experience and his shooting. Um, and we come full circle with Kyle with Sweet Law, you know, um, doing officer involved shootings here in the metro area. Um, and wow, they're, they're working on more than 60 officer involved shootings. You know, that so would actually really be a good time. podcast, too, is getting maybe having, having Kyle on and just talking about what, what we're doing for, uh, for law enforcement. They might be able to even talk about some of those cases that have been, <clears throat> that have already gone dissolved. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that's where we are now. Uh, um, so we're about a minute left. So I'm gonna allow Mike to, you know, exit us out for the last time. For the last uh, time. For the last time. I feel like we're on some seventy show that's, that's I know going off, you know. Yeah. Nah, this is gonna be great, Phil. Uh, we're we're I'm thrilled to have you involved. You know, I've always uh, 
had a great time with uh, coming out and being on your show and, and uh, you know, Phil's, you know, he's really all we've ever done in California and, you know, California is our probably number one two, or two state. So yeah. um, a lot of, I think a lot of it comes out of that, that little show in San Bernardino, man. Inland Empire, Inland Empire. Inland Empire, excuse, excuse us. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, and, and me for the, you know, for, you know, last time for me and Mike show anyway, um, I want to say you guys uh, be safe out there and, you yeah. know, keep using your head because uh, 